Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And normally when we do these episodes now, we hit the voicemails uh, and kind of roll into things that way. There was something I wanted to touch on real quick. I've had a couple conversations with people about this, so I wanted to bring it up uh, about some things that we talked about. I think it was actually our previous two episodes. We Nope, I take that back. It was just the last one because it was after the Penn State one. But you remember that comment that we talked about um, kind of from the coaches and the players about bandwagon fans and things like that? Yep, yep. It's still out there too. So Yeah, I got caught in a couple of conversations. It was totally fine. Like I had no problem talking about it. But uh, there were a couple of conversations that came up. And in social media, I understand that it's limited what they say. I And most of the time they understand that it's limited what I say because you're talking through tweets. So before we got into things today, I wanted to take a second just to talk about that because um, I don't know if I need to go more in depth about it, but it's just going to be briefly. Basically, when we talked about last time, it was kind of just that quick initial reaction because it was right after it happened. And I, I have heard that. Harbaugh explained things later and gave more context to it. And it's, it's what I imagined. But when we discussed it, the, uh, when we did, it was, you know, not long after it happened, it was an initial reaction. And it was just kind of one of those things where it's just like, I get it, but I don't get it. And it kind of bugged me a little bit. Well, it bugged both of us. Yeah. And, and, yeah. you know, as time goes on, has gone on and everything, I mean, we, we understand it. And, yes, there is more t- context with it, but um, uh, I don't know if anybody took anything away from what I or we said. But it's not like I really had a uh, – I don't know. It it was more complex, so I don't want anyone to think it was like black and white because I don't think uh, it's quite that simple and everything. So it's just – uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, the players want to be understood by the fans and fans want to be understood by the players. But then in more ca- in basically just the case of the fans, there are the bad cases. So, But I've seen people kind of explain it where, you know, they thought that the coaches or maybe even Harbaugh himself were saying that it was like, the fans versus or the players versus the fans or fans right. versus the players yeah. or something. I never got that feeling. No, um, I mean, I know that's kind of what came out and how it was said of, you know, it's all uh, O'Corn was saying, it's all about us. It's all about the guys in Schembechler Hall um, yeah. and nobody else. And I didn't take that from that statement. I took it. I took it more from, you know, they're ignoring the fans, which needs to be done and can be appropriate and everything. But for the fan, the main thing I was kind of getting at was for the fans that have been true fans through the good and the bad and aren't right. like, you know, right. calling for Jim Harbaugh's job. It's kind of like, yeah, mm, I know you're not talking to me, but still it's kind of, mm, yeah. Well, it can't, it, well, you're actually, you're, you're right. I mean, to me, I was a little bugged by it because it came across as even though I think I know where they're coming from, but it just came across that he, they were singling out all fans, but really, I'm, you know, just knowing Jim Harbaugh, I mean, as well as we know him and the, and 
this team, I don't think they would do that. It's probably more about those those bandwagon fans, the fair weather guys that just you know jump on Michigan when Jim Harbaugh got here, and now they love him. And then once they start having a tough season, they jump off the bandwagon. I mean, they did. Trust me, I live here in East Lansing, and they got it here in Michigan State. You know, when they started losing three and nine, a lot of fans stopped wearing their stuff and whatever, and then. And I'm guessing that's what he's they're talking about is you got these people that seem to just wear the gear and root for the team when they're doing great, but then they don't want anything to do with them when they're doing bad. But, uh, yeah, I kind of understand what they mean. I mean, I, I can understand where you, you know, there's times where you're a player where you just don't want to. I even said if I was a player in Michigan, I probably wouldn't even be on social media just because of the very fact it's really, really tough to focus and, and, you know, and hearing a lot of stuff that's, you know, not very good about the way you played or the team or whatever. Um, but uh, but you also got to listen to them and also listen that, you know, the fans are the ones that, you know, you know, pay for the money and buy the gear and do all the merchandise. You know, they, they matter. They really matter. And so if the fans aren't happy, it, like Coach uh, Hope knows <laughs> – we say a lot and uh you know there's a nice little balance that you need to do between you know the fans and and playing and stuff like that so yeah yeah well so it's it's not us like this little conversation here isn't us going back on anything it's just more right. more context from what we were saying but then also i think the biggest thing that people are kind of getting hung up on is that there are there were kind of essentially two groups that were mentioned in the original statement where it was bandwagon fans and the players slash team. So then it's just kind of that association of, okay, you're, you're saying fans are banned. The fans are bandwagon fans, even though that wasn't what they were meaning, but that's how it could have been taken. Um, Because, you know, it's not saying that, you know, some of those fans out there who are bandwagon fans, it was just saying bandwagon fans. So, I mean, you know how everything winds up getting looked at, you know, from a thousand different directions. But, uh, yeah, you talking about how uh, the Emma, uh, the MSU fans were were going kind of out and not wearing their gear last year when things were um, down and yeah. out for them. I'm like the exact opposite. Sundays after the Sunday after MSU game and the Sunday after Penn State game, I was out there wearing my Michigan stuff because that was my statement. And I know I'm not in front of a million people, but that was my statement of yeah, me I too. don't I don't care. It's I'm still rooting for that team. Yeah, it's just part of my garb, man. Yeah, it well, really, yeah. It really is just part of my garb. I've never changed. I've always had the same garb. I don't wear. The only time I maybe add a couple more <laughs> Michigan stuff is when I go to game day. But, yeah, I got a hat, I got a shirt, and I got the same stuff. So Yeah, no, I yeah, but, like, I – one of the days I was specifically doing something and going somewhere, and I knew that there were going to be some Michigan State fans. Uh, it was after the Penn State game, actually. And I, I'm i in the I don't care mode. Like, it's just, you know, this is what it is. I mean, win or lose, I'm still going to be wearing it. I'm still going to be – rooting for the team and everything. So uh, I don't care what they say because I know I can pretty much turn around. Most of the the people that I, I was around that would give me crap anyways are those fans who probably couldn't name you one player on the team. 
<laughs> but you know, and I could turn simply turn around too and just be like, "So they're your team. Here it is, the day after your team got a win, and you're not supporting your yeah. team." Yeah, I mean, you and I aren't. We're no. We're not bandwagon fans. We don't have a. I'm not sure we'd have a sports cast if we were. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be it'd be difficult. We've been to... all in since the since birth, so I've been all in since birth. So, yeah, I mean, frustrated all as all get out. Sure, I mean, critical, of course, but uh, I always love Michigan. Michigan football is way beyond Jim Harbaugh and these players. I mean, not to put them down at all. It's just it's way beyond that. Players come and go, and they come in here. You know, it's it's part of history and part of my history and growing up and it'll be here even when we're gone. So it's uh, Michigan football is what it is. So, yeah, no, exactly. Like that, that's actually a perfect thing to bring up because Michigan football is um, Tom Brady. It's Charles Woodson. It's yeah. Beauchamp Beckler. It's Yost, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Harmon, it's all those guys. So even when things are bad, and and you know everybody's gonna be like, oh well, that's Michigan, th- Michigan's thing. When things get bad, they bring up the past. No, forget that. That's that is the history and the legacy of it. And that's you know it helps you get through the difficult times uh, because you remember the good years, the good games, the good seasons. But sure. that's the thing. It's not. And the, and you'll hear, I mean, I, I remember you'll hear some of the speeches or whatever that they catch on video and everything where they talk about, you know, the jersey that they wear is about the players that have come before them. So it's not it's not all just this team, this season with Coach Harbaugh and everything like that. And some people just get caught up in the moment. And that's right. That's like the bandwagon fan mantra. You know, it, what's happening now? What are you doing for me now? Kind of a thing. And they don't think about the other stuff. They don't They don't have that loyalty and all that other stuff that comes right. with it. Yep, exactly. So, okay, that, that took up longer than I thought it was going to, but uh, good stuff to mention nonetheless. We do still have uh, voicemails to get to this week, so we definitely want to get rolling along with that. So let's jump into those. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Kirby. Kirby. Uh, fighting a cold, so I may sound a little different. But um, I'm calling for a pregame for Rutgers. <clears throat> They're watching a little film. We had a rain day yesterday, so I didn't get to do any work mostly. Everything I do is outside, so I had some time to watch some Rutgers film. Um, and I think Michigan's going to win on Saturday because of the following reasons. One, the Rutgers offense is like the opposite of Penn State. is not explosive at all. Um, their run game is lousy, and their passing game is like non-existent. Um, I'd be amazed if Rutgers gets 200 total offensive yards. Personally, um, their defense, Michigan's defense, I think will absolutely be back for this game. Um, on offense, I think we might have a hard time with Rutgers' defense. And the film I saw on Rutgers, they step up on third downs. Um, and they don't allow conversions much. <laughs> um, the, uh, but I think, I think Michigan would get their group back. 
against Rutgers, I think they'll pound and pound, and I think they'll win the field position battle. Um, it's not going to be last year's game, which I personally, actually, I was at. Um, we got the chance to shoot the cannon at those jokers in the end zone. Anyway, um, I, it's not going to be 78 to nothing. I think it's going to be more like, I think it's going to be more like 32 to six. Um, which is still a good solid win. Um, I think if we get like two touch, two or three touchdowns up on them, we'll see Brandon Peters, which I know everybody's been, um, asking for on Twitter anyways. Some of the fan, most of the fan base is asking for that. Um, yeah, at home against Rutgers, if we get two or three touchdowns up on them, I think we'll definitely see uh, them switch out O'Corn for Peters. Um, but that's it for me. I'm going to go uh, drink some more tea with lemon. Go Blue. <laughs> All right, go Blue. Thanks, uh, Kirby, for that. And hope you're feeling better by now. Yeah. Um, get that tea and lemon, man. Yeah. Get that, get that crap taken care of. That time of season, too. It's like that rainy, gross. It's football weather. I love it. But yeah, you, you good with the bad, right? So yeah, well, with him even saying how most uh, most of his works outside, that that definitely completely makes sense with how, with the weather been recently. So uh, thanks for the call. Yeah, I um, uh, of course, every single week there's uh, the Peters talk. So. I do agree with Kirby on that, where I believe this is going to be an opportunity for Peters to get in the game. Uh, I think that there will be a good enough lead at some point, most likely not until late in the fourth quarter with the way that the offense has been playing. Uh, Maybe we will be pleasantly surprised and we will be earlier than that, but I don't anticipate it. And, uh, yeah, it's... There's not a ton of diff- uh, ton of point difference here for the two teams where Michigan is just oh gosh it's so bad dude it's so bad Michigan is barely breaking an average of 25 points a game while yeah. Rutgers is over 22 points a game but then I, you know the de- other than the Penn State game they've been the Michigan defense has really been doing a really good job. You know, they've been crushing it. but th- So they've been holding opponents to just over 18 points. But then Rutgers, you know, not that big of a difference. And, I mean, we're talking about the difference between Rutgers and Michigan. And they've held opponents to just over 23 points a game. So yeah, yeah. not saying yeah. that they're the greatest defense ever. But, I mean, like, probably go back a, just a week, maybe two weeks, and those numbers probably would have been – drastically different obviously with reasons being the outcome of the Penn State game but I don't feel those numbers are close but I do not feel like these two teams are close as I anticipate most people do and I agree with Kirby too that the game is not going to be like last year no I I I agree too because he got he's absolutely right you got two offenses that are really really struggling in this so um and, and Rutgers just doesn't have a very good offense either. So their defense is okay. It's not bad. Um, so I expect them to, you know, put eight. They expect them to stack the box against us. So that's probably what they're going to do. You know, you know, this this game, this game's going to come down to one word. 
run. Yeah. <laughs> that is the word in this entire game. There's not going to be any passing in this game. It's just going to be run, 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 run some more and run at more than that. And you're going to see a lot of that, even with Michigan, because, you know, we're just struggling throwing the ball. We just can't seem to move the ball very well, obviously, against Penn State and giving up uh, um, all those yards and whatever. But, you, you, I mean, we're talking Rutgers right now in the past two games. They've had 85 run plays versus 28 passing plays what's that tell you oh yeah <laughs> i mean they're not gonna they're not gonna throw it they're just not gonna throw it they're gonna they trust Rutgers has been working quite hard on running the ball their offensive line is not bad i think they're like seventh or eighth in the big 10 and running i think they're like just below 200 yards per rush a game so like was it 187 i think it is so that tells you they do run quite a bit. Oh, well, you know, about one sixty-seven. That's per per game. So that tells you that they're dialing up a lot more run plays. But uh, I, I'm, and what I heard with Rutgers is they really worked on Ash worked on building up the offensive line and really making that their strong part as as this game. But I will say this though: this is what's going to be really, really inter- interesting because I think Ash knows trust me our our coaches know this and i don't i fully expect Rutgers to run it but i would i would i don't think Rutgers has anything to lose in this game i think they're going to try to pass it i think just based on what penn state did is that that's what i would try to do even if your passing game isn't your strong suit i would expect Rutgers to go you know what we have nothing to lose in this game uh, Michigan has way more talent than we do. This is going to be really tough at the big house. We're going to have to dial up some uh, passing plays to uh, throw our defense off. So I have not seen it from them, but I would not be surprised at all if they almost try copying. Right. Oh, yeah. Copying yeah. it and essentially put a running back or another player in like the Wildcat. Well, it was similar to Air Force. Remember in Air Force, they weren't a very good passing team either, and they dialed up a nice passing play that went for a touchdown, real long one. It was like 60 to 70 yards for a touchdown on a, a slant or a quick route, and they they bit, we bit on it. And so that's what I'm a little bit worried about is Rutgers kind of coming out and saying, you think we're going to run it quite a bit. That's what we're known for. But, uh, yeah, I expect them to maybe go off that page a little bit. What's a quick route? I haven't seen that before. Oh yeah, not for Michigan at least. <laughs> we talked about that last time, so we did. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. All, all I know is they pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. Uh, well, we do have one more voicemail, so let's keep going with that before we get into uh, the rest of the talk about this coming game. So, what's going on, fellas? Y'all know who this is, man. Let me get straight to it. Rutgers week. Um, 78 nothing 2016. This is a different year. So, I know um, I saw on Twitter the Rutgers is taking this really seriously there. Um, closing out practices, man. Um, I don't know what plays they're, they're um, implementing or trying to perfect, but hey, they're taking it seriously. I hope Michigan comes out and takes it serious as well, way more serious. I hate that it's, it's come to game eight 
to do it. Uh, but, you know, whatever motivation they need, I just think that I think they need to um, come out and make a statement and just, just murder these guys. Like, I, I don't see another 78 nothing. Because Rutgers, Rutgers has gotten better right now. They're actually tied with Michigan in the division, which is crazy, for fourth place. I mean, that sounds so crazy. But, hey, the Rutgers won some games. I didn't think they'd win five. They might not win five. They, they definitely shouldn't win this week. So I hope they come out. I hope that all the talking and all the chatter from the coaches and players stops eventually, and they just go out and just play his win. That's all we want, man, is improvement from the offensive line, the defensive line, special teams, everywhere. Just win. Just, just act like you want to. Just act like it's more than just being on scholarship for the players, and, and go out there and win. Play with your, play with pride, and get better every week. Never become your best. You can't be your best. Just get better. Always improve. There's always something to improve on. Go do it. I hope the coaching is different. I hope um, they get back to fundamentals. Like I said, Rutgers is not really a bar to sit. I mean, it, it's Rutgers, man. I mean, I hate to say it. They're they're a Division One team, FBS, whatever you want to call it, but it's still Rutgers. So. We're not really going to know a whole lot, I guess, until Wisconsin. And I think they're overrated. I definitely think Michigan can beat them and will beat them. But Ohio State, that's the game that's coming up. So the next three games, the next three weeks, we should see vast improvements. Hopefully, offensive line is a lot better with new additions and some people not playing. Hopefully, the defensive line is angry. They, they, They stop being so nice and just play to dominate in the secondary as well. But the staff needs to do a lot better coaching. So we're going to see. We're going to see. It's not going to be. Like last year. Then again, it may be. I don't know. I think Rutgers will score, but it won't be a lot. I just want to see thorough, thorough domination. I want to see them play with pride and passion and stop all the talking and just do what they, they've they been saying they're going to do for weeks and just play a complete game and just build on that. So, as always, go Blue. This is the number one fake fan um, <laughs> of the Michigan Wolverines, Stephen Darrell Brown. Peace. Oh, love the show. Y'all keep doing your thing, Craig and Caleb. Go Blue, man. Steven, always yeah. a good phone call. <laughs> Love, Love it, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. Um, always appreciate it. Yeah, um, he uh, he was mentioning about the team taking this game seriously, and I definitely do believe it. Um, I know that it kind of makes you tilt your head a little bit when you think it's taking two losses for – Michigan, Michigan to quote unquote get serious. I mean, I do think that they were serious before this, but it's a. I, I think there might be a mindset change now with you know, hey, you know, we've been knocked off twice now. Uh, time to really shake it up and change things and try to get things in the right direction. Uh, I do not think that this is going to go like the Indiana game. I honestly, not seeing that they didn't take it serious. But for one thing, Rutgers is not Indiana. I definitely think Indiana is a better opponent than Rutgers is. But I, I'm not sure. I don't know what the mentality was exactly off that off that loss, the Michigan State loss. But I think that this is different for many different reasons. But one of them being, it was an embarrassing loss, and it was a blowout. So they. You know, they always have something to prove or should have something to prove, but this week it might be a little bit more to them. And so I didn't think that Michigan was going to come out and because some people were like, oh, Michigan's going to make Indiana suffer because they lost to Michigan State. 
I didn't think that was going to happen this week, though. I think they might try to do that to Rutgers. No, you're right. And that's the thing is um, Rutgers, this is one of those games where if Rutgers is going to pick off Michigan when they're, you know, weak or presumably weak, it'd be now. I mean, you know, you want to go into the big house and you're going to want to show it. I think they're going to show everything they've got. I just don't think that they're going to be conservative and run the ball, even though that's what they do. But, uh, yeah, Rutgers is uh, one of those teams where you should win this game handily, and you should. I'm telling you, man, if this game is perfect for Peters to walk in, if we have a good lead and we don't feel like, you know, we feel like we got this game, get Peters in there like in the second half and get him some playing time. I'm telling you, if we don't, this is this becomes kind of a an issue because then it just shows, man, if we can't beat if we can't get past Rutgers easily, then yeah, we have some trouble because um Right now, the Rutgers quarterback, I think his name is, what, Resigno? Resigno? I can't even say it right. But he's only completed 14 passes in the last two games or two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 14 passes. That's it, man. If we don't – this is prime for Michigan defense to come back out after a blow, giving up 500 yards to Penn State to really smack down this – quarterback and and help hold them in check just stack the box and stop the run but like i said earlier i think Rutgers might come out and just have some passing plays that it just throws michigan off yeah no i i agree chance i don't think Rutgers is going to be able to run on this team i just don't think they will yeah i don't think so either um Something else to point out on what Steven was mentioning, you know, the win total, he was saying, I think he was saying that he or other people weren't predicting that um, Rutgers was going to get five wins. Um, although that they are already sitting at um, three wins. But something uh, kind of interesting to point out, and I saw this before, I didn't know if I was going to mention it, but they are how to um promoting there we go they are promoting that between in the last two weeks they beat illinois on the road and purdue at home and they are promoting uh through their social media avenues that is the first back-to-back big 10 wins since they have entered the big 10 conference when was that? Like 2014. Yeah, I was right. So it had to be 2014. That when Hoke lost. Yeah. <laughs> so they. Wow. I, I I I when I saw that I was like, do you want to advertise that? Do you, do you want to bring attention to that? I mean, I yeah. I kind of know what you're getting at, but then at the same time, I don't know if that's the best thing to put out there, and. um Somebody put in there, I looked at the comments when one of them was kind of like, yeah, well, uh, too bad that it took took two seasons to finally get the first win in the conference. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I did get a little chuckle out of that, I will admit. So. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and 
you know the two the two players I would kind of look forward look to in in the Rutgers game is uh, Gus Edwards. He's the running back and the the tight end. I uh, forget his name. Uh, forget his name. Well, anyways, those two guys are the Miami. They're Miami uh, Hurricane transfers, and of course, I've always bowed, always have said that Miami seems to always have the best players <laughs> in uh, football. Sometimes they just seem to work out really well in the NFL. So, um, but yeah, those two guys are really I would look out for. But uh, yeah, they're really good players. And, you know, and I'm wondering. I'll ask you a question. Do you you think Rutgers is going to kind of have some trick plays or misdirections and things like that? To, I don't know. They are. I think they're going to need to. It's just, I think they can't be vanilla. They can't just be like they were with Purdue. They're going to have to come up with some. Uh, yeah, they, they might. Um, I don't. <clears throat> if the game gets away of, away from them, they I kind of feel like they might not because they might just grasp and realize that it's not going to work for them. Right. So they might save it for another time. But yep. I don't know. May, maybe they could go out there in their in their first offensive possession, try to throw a curveball in there somewhere. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. The one th- uh, you were talking about players for Rutgers. Something that I'll point out for their defense is that they, uh, I don't know if it's substantially high. I'm not sure exactly where it ranks in um, from all the other Division One teams, but they have been getting uh, a lot of interceptions on yeah. teams. Uh, they've racked up nine for their team, and uh, Michigan for the entire team only has six. Uh, so they have been uh, picking off the opponent's QBs. So, I mean, I guess that's yeah. one thing where you might find a benefit from O'Corn where he has been a little bit smarter with his passes. Granted, he's not passing in a monsoon now and then uh, other circumstances too. So, but yeah, definitely going to have to be kind of watching out for that. You were mentioning offensive players. Uh, they've got couple players that have multiple interceptions so yeah they're a little bit of ball hawks out there so can't afford i know our passing game has been brutal but we definitely cannot uh afford some stuff like that so yeah you're right you know we our offense has got to be clicking a little bit so and i expect Rutgers to stack the box and run because they i think they in a way they're we're a mirror image of them and they're gonna say hey you know what we're going to put eight to nine, and you know what? We're going to see what uh, Michigan to see if they can run on us. And um, you know, with our two to three running backs we got and uh, multiple backs going, but uh, yeah, you're right. We're struggling on offense, and I seriously cannot figure out the last time we threw a, threw a touchdown. Still trying to find that. I have to look that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, third, as far as third down conversions go, they, uh, they are actually doing better than Michigan is oh, yeah. converting on yep. third downs. They're sitting at almost 35% and mm-hmm. Michigan is just breaking 32%. However, then the Michigan defense is outperforming Rutgers in that area because they're at 23%, uh, allowing opponents to convert 23% of the time while Rutgers allows over 30%. 
Uh, really kind of interesting one that I stumbled upon here is fourth down conversions. Um, Rutgers isn't completing very many, but they're letting their opponents uh, convert 60%. And uh, Michigan themselves, when they've done fourth downs, uh, is sitting at 77%. So, yeah, if we get into fourth and short, I... And it's, you know, a decent spot on the field, at least on their side of the field. I'd be like, go for it, man. You know, those are pretty favorable numbers. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, very favorable. So, but, uh, yeah, Rutgers struggles and, you know, they they don't have an elite team. So, and not even close. So, you know, this is a prime, like I said, it should be a prime time to have, you know, maybe see Brandon Peters get in there to get some playing time. If I expect it, I think a lot of fans expect it, but, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I hope to see him. It'd be good to see him in there because if you see Peters, that means that we're doing really well against Rutgers. So, yeah, Yeah. or should be, should be, hopefully barring any unexpected things. So, uh, yeah, you were talking about the, the rusher, He's uh he's kind of their lone rusher because um, he's sitting there almost almost seventy yards a game. Um, while we know how Michigan goes, they've kind of got their slew of running backs. Uh, Karan Higdon has actually um, pulled ahead of Ty Isaac for uh, yards now, but they're pretty close. They're pretty yeah. close at sixty three and sixty two yards per game, and then Chris Evans further down there at thirty eight yards per game. So uh, for rushing, but. Yeah, it's um well I think there's a total Michigan has a total of uh, 11 TDs rushing right now. What I find interesting is do you know how many TDs we've thrown in the end zone? <laughs> um I can take t- yeah. a guess. I, I know I I saw you do it. Know. Yeah. It's 4. Mhm. Do you know <laughs> what Rutgers is though? No. 5. <laughs> So yeah, we're just like we're we're like this is this is all right. I tell you what, tell me what. All right, what is the Rutgers' average pass then? Yards per, you know, what's their you know, what are they averaging? Yeah, I mean, I do not see that for. Oh wait, rushing yards attempt passing. No, I don't see it on here. No. You, know, you know what Michigan's is average. Just if you take a corn, Wilton Spate, even Peters, if you want, if averaging. Well, uh, I don't know. Six point eight. <laughs> yeah, that tells you what. There ain't too many shots down over ten yards. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Bad numbers. Yeah, bad numbers. Bad, not good numbers. Not good numbers. So yeah, we got a our passing four TDs to six interceptions. So yeah, yeah. But since we're we're scoring about the same amount of points as uh, Rutgers is, it's not too surprising to see that they only have fifteen rushing touchdowns. So yeah, this is not a good thing to see when your team has numbers comparable to Rutgers. Now, granted, of course, our defense like this is the thing that we've been saying is that the defense is the thing that has been saving Michigan this year, and the reason why they dropped out of the top twenty-five. And anybody who is mad or upset about that, sorry, you got to deal with it because 
the defense was Michigan's saving grace, and they did bad last game. And therefore, uh, the whole team suffered, and they dropped out of the top 25. So that's that's where yep. we're at now. No, and you're right. And the thing is, is we even said, well, you know, probably before the season, even maybe in the first or second game, we even said if the offense doesn't, the offense is going to have to start winning games for the defense once in a while. You know, there'll be times where, you know, we just, they're going to have to score some points in the Penn State game and even the Michigan State game. We needed to score more points to win, and we didn't. So the offense needed to step up, and they didn't. So it's always been a struggle. But uh, this is the this is the game right here for Michigan to get back on track to get you know air out, get some of those things out. And I expect them to just sooner or later they're going to have to air the ball out. You know what I mean? They need to get out there and just you know this team is prime for that. This is where you want to get those little things that you're trying to work out and get better at to do and to play conservative against Rutgers is not a good thing to do. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Um, 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 but I'm checking out some things here. um, Um, Let me see. I'm uh, gathering some things here for our lock it or dump it because that just made me kind of think of something, that, a question that we can pose later. But, um, yeah, so going into this, the coaches have been talking, things have been said. O'Corn is going to be starting. There's talk of Brandon Peters being close to getting his uh, first snaps and everything like that, and hopefully the lead can allow that to happen. And I, I know there are going to be some people are hoping that O'Corn just – perform so poorly that Peters goes in at this point. I don't know. I just want the offense to be productive. So yeah. if it's a corn, great. If it's Peters, whatever, let's just see something productive here. So yeah. um, well, like, like you said, let's get some passing going. Let's get some balls down the field. Let's see, start seeing some separation with the receivers. Let's start seeing, you know, some good sustainable drives by the offense and not go three and out and not even have the first play from the offense go go for, you know, for more yard, you know, go for two to three yards at least. I mean, it seems like the first play that we ever do, it seems to be a loss of yards or right at the line of scrimmage or something. So it'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, so it's – um The uh, off I, the offense needs to find its groove, like it did with the Indiana game, where it was just like, and I don't, you know, you believe part of it where it's just like, yes, the running game's working so great, keep doing it, but then also another part is the passing game was just awful and it wasn't doing anything, so they had to rely on the running game. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that we don't just run it because we have to, um, but I do think that that's going to you know, continue to be our most productive part of our offense. But I don't know. I want what I want to see happen. And I talked about last game is I want to see some quick passes, just some quick check down, some slants, some crossing routes, uh, get the ball out quickly. Not all this seven or nine step or drop step pass stuff. 
mm-hmm. no play action on fourth and eleven, and ridiculous nonsense such as that. But I I really have faith, and I know we've talked about this a little bit before already. I really have faith in the defense this week. And yeah, I know I, that this is going to be one of the best opportunities for our offense to, you know, build some confidence and maybe right the ship. But I still don't know quite yeah. how I feel about that. Let me ask you a question. What do you see? Not, I'm not talking about X's and O's and anything like that, but I'm talking about the overall. And you and I have been let down by just the whole – the overall Michigan being up for, you know, you have a bad loss against Michigan State and then you go to Indiana, and it's still – that game was primed, you know, and, and, the, and we won. But it's just – you know, those are the games that you, you want to see them, like, you know, fire. You know what I mean? Like they're they're moving and they're, they're, they scored a touchdown. It seemed like they scored their first touchdown. It was just like, yeah, we scored and that was it. And I want to see more of like, you know what I mean? I'm having a hard time describing it. Just like fire. Like, let's get these guys. Let's, you know, put our foot on their neck and let's win this. I mean, that's what I want to see for Rutgers. I don't want to see, you know, this is the game that you want to, you score and let's get, you know, let's get going. Let's get fire under their bellies. Let's see him start, you know, wanting more of that. And this is not, a lot of times Michigan doesn't do that. So, yeah, I kind of wonder sometimes if it's a coaching mentality or coaching decision, yeah. you know, not to uh, keep the pedal to the metal. But yeah, I mean, well, yeah, the Indiana game, you know, you had a 10 point lead and you couldn't get first downs and you couldn't score again. Right. Right. So then it came back and it went into overtime. And Michigan essentially kind of got lucky. I mean, the defense won that. Yeah, sure. But there was, if that play for their offense did not break down and go in their favor, I really have no idea. And I would not have confidence that they would have gotten a touchdown. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, ugh. I, you know, I, we dealt with it with Richrod where we didn't have a defense. Then yeah. we just dealt with a total mess when kind of Hoke was around outside of his first year. But now having a defense but then a shell of an offense. Right. Man, you know, I mean, we, I mean, what do you feel? I mean, what, you know, hearing, you know, Drevno coming out and just saying, you know, we're, we're, the team's fully on board. And with getting the offense fixed, I mean, what do you say about what do you think about that? I mean, cliche. I, yeah, I keep saying, yeah, exactly. I keep hearing that, and I'm going, dude, you, you you said that last time. You know, you said that before the Penn State game. In fact, you were it was okay. It wasn't great at all. They still dropped passes, you know, balls and things like that. And Corn was running for his life, and I'm going. Sooner or later, your Michigan fans are just going to get – it's just going to get old. And you keep saying that, but you're not doing it. It's not getting better. It's not getting fixed. In fact, it's digressing. And Michigan fans have very little patience when it comes to that. And he should know that. So every time I hear it, I, you know, I'm trying – I try to get the benefit of the doubt. But I'm also going, dude, this is – you're saying a lot, but you're not doing a lot, and that's what I want to see. 
Yeah, well, it is a mess because you yeah. see things every week, and it's not like we're football gurus. And I know that we're f- fans and we don't know how to coach an entire team, but there are certain things each week where you look at it and you're like, that was the wrong decision right there. Yeah. I mean, right. I know that every game you're going to have some of those things where you question things, but there have been blatant things week in and week out with the offense where you're like, that was not the right decision there. Yeah, and that, and you know, like take last year, you know, you'll have maybe a couple bad decisions and a couple good decisions, so you have a nice balance of back and forth, you know, and that happens, and you know, and you see that, but then you see these games, and you're like. It seems like the same mistakes keep happening. And I'm just – I don't need to be a coach to go, the ball was right in your hands and you dropped it. <laughs> you know, I don't need to see – to know that, wow, there's a guy wide open in front of a corner. He didn't even see him. You know, he's not looking downfield. Or he shouldn't have thrown into double coverage or, you know, triple coverage. I don't need to be a coach to know that, but yet it keeps, you know, those are the things that keep happening. I'm glad O'Corn hasn't been turning it over. You know, obviously he had a fumble on the last Penn State game, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you and I aren't professionals at all, but we certainly know when we see something that's not working out that the offense is struggling. And I look at stats like four touchdowns passing throughout all these games, and that's not very good. Four touchdowns. That's it. Yeah. Nope. Not good at all. Well, uh, so we have time to do everything before we uh, sign off. We should keep moving along uh, for this game. Michigan hosting Rutgers uh, Saturday at noon. Michigan is favored right now by twenty-four points, which partially seems a little bit high, but you know, uh, over under of forty-three and a half. So, do, do, do um, I've got some locket or dumping here. All right. Let's do it. All right. And to point out for this one, I got these numbers here. Michigan, which has been riddled with penalties all the time that you saw. Yeah. Um, especially against Indiana, but then you also saw the lopsided numbers against Penn State. Michigan is coming into this game with 57 penalties for over 500 yards, 505 to be exact. Rutgers is coming in with 47 penalties and just under 400. They're at 398. So for this week, do we see disciplined football? And are we saying that Michigan will have less penalties than Rutgers? Wow. Well, Michigan have less penalties than Rutgers. Um, I will say I'm going to dump that. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be, uh, this one will be, I don't know, you know, cause it's not saying it's evenly called because sometimes there are teams that just are really bad with penalties. That that was part of the problem with the Indiana game. Michigan was just playing bad ball, and yeah. they they made mistakes and were getting penalties all over the place. Um, less penalties than Rutgers. I will go ahead and actually – I'll go ahead and like that. The main thing is I could see maybe some unsportsman 
like and yeah. you know good old Rutgers penalties in there. Yeah, I mean it'd be cool if he did a locket or dump it on a well Michigan be be uh, well Rutgers hold uh, the uh, a defensive line ten like the Penn State game and not be called. Oh yeah, that ice locket, jeez, oh Pete's man, I'm sick of that. Yeah, and those were crucial too. So yeah. All right, uh, but I do have one here for the defense, and it's uh, saying the Michigan defense will force two or more turnovers. Not saying no. that they'll recover them. Right. Or, I mean, no. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. That they will force two or more turnovers, whether it's like recovering a fumble, recovering an er- or getting an interception, et cetera. Yeah, lock that. Lock it up. Oh, yeah. I am feeling it, too, because, like I said, this is two plus. So even if they hit the two, I will go ahead and like that as well. I think uh, if anybody is going to come out and play angry and will show vast improvement from last week to this week, it will be the defense far before the offense. So, all right. Here's one kind of going off of how things turned out last year. Mm-hmm. This game for Michigan will be the most offensive yards for any game when they play Rutgers. So, little backstory here: right. Michigan's most yards offensively. Do you know which game that is? You mean what game did we have the most offensive yards this year so far? Uh, I'll say, what's well, I keep getting hung up between Cincinnati and Florida. I'll say Florida. Yeah, uh, those two are really close. It was Florida. Okay. <laughs> they put a, uh, We put up 433 against Florida. The uh, top three games uh, right after that is uh, Purdue was 423, so 10 mm-hmm. yards after that. And then nine yards after that was Cincinnati. So, And um, kind of an interesting thing, if you want to say and point out, any time that Michigan has gotten 301 or more yards, they have won. So just something to think about, and I kind of anticipate that they'll be able to easily do that against Rutgers. So anyways, Michigan offense will have its most yards this season, so we're saying 434 or more yards. Locker dump. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm going to dump that. Dump it. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where you have to have faith in this, and I really don't. So let's hold up and back up for a minute and just dump that garbage right where it's at. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not yeah. not liking that one bit. No, I, mean, I, I no. know that this is probably their best opportunity, but. You know, in that Florida game, I can't remember how many yards yards it was, but you had Will and Spate in there, and you had Tariq Black. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, a little bit of offense weapons, and yeah, so yeah. All right, so do time where we are. Okay, we're wrapping up with time. So let's go ahead and move right along into the score predictions for the game. Um. You want me to go first or you want to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay. All right. Michigan's mad. Michigan is pissed after that ugly performance against Penn State. 
to say the least. Um, the de- the defense is going to be good to go. I think they're going to do well. I think they're going to hold yeah. Rutgers pretty well. I think they might. Yep. I think they might have a shutout at halftime. Now that being said, I do still think that Rutgers is going to score. Some of it will probably be during garbage time, but um, the offense will come out. I don't think they're going to score a lot. I mean, like we saw it, they're only scoring like an average of 25 points a game. So I'm just going to go a little bit above that and say that Michigan's going to score 27 points. Ooh, nice. And then I'm going to say, though, for Rutgers, that the defense does a decent job but doesn't get the shutout, and they only put up 10 points then. So 27-10 final. Wow. All right. I like that. Because you're not far off from me. Because you want to copy me. I get that's cool. cool. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, both teams struggling. They both, both have not very good offense. And they're just not doing very well at all these past games. Rutgers on a two-game win streak, which is unheard of with them. So, that you know, Ash actually has their team playing a little bit better, even though they're not even passing the ball very well. Um, but they do run the ball very well. And, you know, our defense needs to stop their offensive line, um, which I think they will. So I'm giving Michigan 28. I'm not giving them any more because I've always stuck with 28. You know, it's a... Or yeah. lower. So I'm glad I did that. But uh, I think it's going to be 28 to 13. 13. Think, yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, I'm kind of going to copy what we were saying last week. Um, yeah. I know it didn't really work for us last week. We did predict that Michigan was going to lose. Both of us did. We were predicting a lot closer than what it was. But. Right. I'm going to say what we said last week where I have faith in the defense, but offense, prove me wrong. (laughs) Go ahead and prove me wrong that you can score more than 27 points in a game or, as Craig's saying, 28 points in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we've had since Cincinnati and Florida – are the only two games that Michigan has scored over 30 points. First two weeks of the season. Since then, it's been 29, 28, 10, 27, and 13. Yeah. So you have a bad track record there. So tell like, prove it to us that we should even consider saying that the offense will ever score more than 30 points again this season. Yeah. You got to put up or shut up at some point. Pretty much. So yeah. I do have a question for you, though. Okay. One, I don't want to ask it, but I'm going to ask it. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I like right. this. Going yeah. Or... All right. If Michigan loses to Rutgers on Saturday, I will blank. <laughs> I'll, I'll fill in mine. Okay. And then- you put you put in yours. I don't think it, no way in heck is going to happen, but I'll throw that out to you. If Michigan loses to Rutgers, I will blank. All right, I want to hear what you're going to say. My mine is, I'm I'm jumping off Twitter. Oh <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell's going to break loose, dude! I'm telling you, 
You just don't. You you can't lose to them. You can't lose. You can't. You just can't do it. Yeah. How long are you going to be uh, <laughs> gone? Are you saying like how yeah. long are you going to be off Twitter? I don't know, man. It's. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I I. You know, you're catching me off guard, so I'm not sure what I would do. Um. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if if that happens, if it gets that bad or something, I mean, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this, but maybe it's one of those things where you just let the listeners decide. And it's like, what should be the, um, not the yeah. walk of shame, but the, the toll for shame. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Offhand, I'm, I'm really not sure. I don't know. And for, for me, if you really want to get to me, you'd say quit drinking coffee, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. That would be one year. Like, I would quit drinking. Yeah, something that would really affect you. But, uh, yeah, I don't expect at all that to happen. But, you know, Rutgers, you know, never overlook any team. So that's, you know, you guys, Michigan, you got to come out, man. You got to show, you got to show this team who you are. So. Oh, yeah. Well, Rutgers beat us before. Can't, yeah. Can't overlook anybody, that's for sure. And I don't think they will, like we've talked about with this yeah. week and everything. So, But before we go and get into closing thoughts, uh, to mention the games that will be coming up this weekend for the rest of the conference. Um, another new, The other noon game for the Big Ten uh, number five, Wisconsin, which I find it very questionable that they're at number five, but that's just me, um, is at Illinois as a 26-point favorite. And then we have the 330 games of Indiana at Maryland as uh, Indiana is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. You have number two, Penn State, at number six, Ohio State. Wow. And Ohio State is the six-and-a-half-point favorite hosting Penn State. Blackout, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, I think I did hear that. Uh, interesting one is 16 Michigan State going north to Northwestern as only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. Big game for Pat yeah. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big game. That if they want to, yeah, Northwestern's going to have to come out. Man, so. And they're doing pretty good. They're second in the Big Ten yeah. West. Yeah, and, and Michigan State continues to struggle on uh, offense. So, yeah, um, Minnesota then is at six thirty, going to Iowa. Uh, Iowa being the seven and a half point favorite, and then Nebraska on the road at Purdue, and the home team of Purdue is five and a half point favorite for that game. Yeah. So, those are your other conference game games for this week. Um, to maybe for another game to watch since it will be after our game. Take a look at Minnesota playing Iowa because Minnesota is the game for next week. Yeah, that'll be a good game. That should be a good game right there, too. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, any game usually at Iowa can be pretty interesting and entertaining, so... All right. Well, before we let you guys go, uh, a little bit of contact information. Uh, just to let you guys know, our email always is bluebrotherssportscast at gmail.com. Uh, find us, talk to us, interact with us, and join the fan talk on Twitter. We're 
at Blue Bros underscore and then our names. So either underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. And the popular voicemail system that people have been utilizing. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Kirby. Easy to use. Just call 551-258-3276. Easy to remember because it is 551-BLUE-BRO. Anything else, Craig, before we go? No, we like, uh, I like, you know, we're starting to get more voicemails and people venting, which is fine. And then we like that, but, uh, yeah, keep the voicemails coming and we really enjoy it. And just, just so we know what everybody's thinking, that's really cool. So, yeah, I liked, I like the voicemails, but I wouldn't necessarily say I like the reason we're getting the voicemails. <laughs> right, that might be, yeah, a good one. <laughs> yeah, here it is. The week is wrapping up and the weekend will be here hopefully before you know it. So let's go ahead and finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.